This is the Rad Mars Podcast. Epitho- oh. <laughs> <laughs> Epithode. <laughs> classic. That's a classic. It's a classic goof. Right. <laughs> it's one you haven't made before. Yeah. No, we, we've had. No, we've you've had. definitely done that. Before. I'm pretty it's sure. In, it's in the really? Beginning of one of the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the pre gag. <laughs> I, I, he's done the. He's definitely just choked on nothing many times. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The pre-gag, great. <laughs> All right, we're gonna need you to deep right. throat this intro, Andy. All right, hold on. <laughs> Here we go. Fuck. <laughs> This is the Rad Mars Podcast, episode 39. I'm Andy Mindler. And I'm Brendan Chombley. I'm Trevor Williams. I'm Andrew Ford. I'm Roshi. We got a special last episode today. We're going to crack straight into it. No time for bullshit. No time for nothing. Today, we're talking about fucking Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. But not just any Super Mario Brothers, mind you. It is the Super Mario Brothers movie. But it's not Super Mario Brothers. It's Super Mario Bros. Is, it called, <laughs> is that the title of the movie? Super Mario Bros? Yeah. I Are you telling me I watched part. the wrong movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Yeah. I got. I watched Super Mario Hose. Woo! <laughs> Hailing back from 1993, was it? 1993 yes. it was, indeed. The same year wow. of Jurassic Park and Mrs. Doubtfire. That's just a great year. This movie year. was against Jurassic Park. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we we all wow. watched this, right? Like every one of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, for me it was the first time. I I now in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. Right. Watched this movie for that. the very first time. I yeah, saw it in the theaters when it came out, and I just I saw it about an hour before this episode was recorded. <laughs> yeah, I watched it literally the minute before because I do everything last minute. There's... <laughs> well, it's fresh in your mind. There's a lot seared into your mind. Forever. There's a lot to talk about in this. For me, it was kind of like revisiting a childhood trauma, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I can see the trauma on Rashi's face. Yeah. I can see why. I watched it as a child, and I remember being baffled, confused, and like yeah. a little angry. Maybe a lot angry. I don't know. Are those feelings any different now as an adult? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, actually, they're quite different. I don't know. Oh. Uh, so I feel less angry about it. And more just like in awe of it. Yeah, I was like, I'm not gonna lie, I was it's I was super engaged to the movie just because it it's so incomprehensible that you're just watching it just to see what happens next. Because like, what the fuck? There's people that get murdered in the beginning. Mario talks about physically killing people like really violently, <laughs> and creepily. Like he's like, I'm gonna break all his bones, and then I'm gonna fucking kill him. It is so fuck. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of egg sucking jokes in there. You know, I want it to be like yeah. uh, that Western show. What the fuck? Where they say cocksucker all the time. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Um, Deadwood. 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 Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I watched this. I watched it in HD, which was an experience. Mm. I'm so glad that I watched it in HD because, you know, this movie because it's 1993 like they had to do a lot of stuff practically uh and i think like the practical stuff like the sets and stuff actually look pretty good 
like there's a lot of the stuff that has like a weird vision to it and there was there were a lot of times when i was watching it i was like if if this weren't a like super mario brothers movie like how would i feel about this you know and there was like definitely some like interesting weird shit going on that i was like they 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 put a lot of thought and like they made something strange and i really wonder how this movie would have been received like had it yeah. not been brand if it was just independent Mario. yeah if it was just independent of any kind of like brand. property or brand it was just this right. yeah. weird ass thing yeah you could have taken those sets <laughs> and made like a passable mad max movie with yeah or something right like yeah, yeah it was exactly some of this, a lot of the stuff did look like it could be in mad max the, uh, i mean like for for me like that's the thing that was so confusing to me seeing it as an adult like th- wondering what this sort of like constellation of circumstances were that led to this movie being made because like it had a decent budget and like you're saying visually it looks pretty good for the time period but the script was such a goddamn <laughs> dumpster fire yeah yeah wow. i just want to point out real quick visually the same production designer as blade runner by the way wow hmm. no right. shit I mean, it makes sense there's a lot of, it looks nice it's just doesn't make any sense <laughs> well rather it does make sense it's just stupid like yeah like, you're just it, like wow there's, i hate there's this a logical <laughs> sequence to it and you can tell that it's like made competently at least like the final product uh. is there's lots of setups and payoffs like there's there's a narrative that you can follow the characters do things but it's all stupid all of it's awful <laughs> like yeah it's just really dumb it oh. is funny though i was gonna say it did have like a pseudo cyberpunk feel so that kind yeah. of explains it that's that is extremely baffling like, but you know who is baffled right now? What is is any listener who hasn't actually seen the movie? Oh my god! We need to like <laughs> at least recap. We need to at least recap and describe like what How? it is we just experienced. Okay. Okay. This plot summary. Right. Book yeah. of so let's go. Well, plot, right, plot right. is one thing, seconds. and then aesthetic. All right, we'll put you on a timer here. Okay. Like, oh shit! Thirty seconds <laughs> right now. Start. <laughs> give us, give us. You got a little time to prepare while I'm ranting right now, but you got thirty seconds. Give us the 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 lines, the plot line. Okay. Give me the elevator pitch for the the plot of this movie. Hold on. Before that, also when I watched this movie, I took notes, and like these are these are these are the first few lines of my notes. Super Mario Bros. WTF? Pixel Dinos? The shitty voiceover? Boy, this fucking VO. Whoa, 3D! The fucking me dy- the fucking meteor created an alternate dimension for dinosaurs. Baby left at church trope. <laughs> well, that is the recap of at least the first like two scenes of the movie. Yeah. So we're getting somewhere. It does it does line up. It's integral. It starts to the story. with pixel art. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Not I, I feel like art. you spent most of your 30 seconds now and you've gotten about two minutes into the film. Yeah. At this rate, it's gonna be like about a half hour before. Rauchy, who are you actually mm-hmm. tasking here? Uh you, Brendan, because you, it's, you know, it's fresh in your brain. It's the first time you've seen it. What what absorbed it? What made it through to your to your brain matter? <laughs> what, how much, I want to hear what through? you thought this movie was. <laughs> well, there's what Can I thought. You explain it, it to me. There's what I thought it was in terms of like the the key words that someone apparently knew about Mario and then just riffed off in a completely different thing versus like what the actual movie sort of is and it's about. So the movie is about. Two brothers named Mario and Luigi. They're plumbers from Brooklyn. Well, wait, well, you already fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're not Why? brothers. Dear God, whatever they are, they're family. They live together. No, they're not. <laughs> he, what, he, Mario yeah, like, raised are. Luigi. 
They're yeah. like, no, he 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 says he raised him, but he didn't say he they were related. He essentially is Luigi is Mario's ward. <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. They're two plumbers from Brooklyn. And uh like Jesus. Um no, there's no Jesus. There's a church, but there's no Jesus. Yeah. Uh and uh they meet a girl. Her name's Daisy. She's an archaeologist. And she She's gets kidnapped. So dumb. Sorry. She gets she gets kidnapped and gets sent, get dragged into the dinosaur dimension, which was created when the meteors came and destroyed the dinosaurs. And so there's a dimension where there's a bunch of dinosaurs, except they look exactly like people, mostly, but not all of them. And the, in the other dimension, it's like a it's like a bizarro New York City, including Twin Towers, and one of them's like half destroyed, and that was awkward <laughs> as fuck. And then yeah, uh, <laughs> I was, was going to comment on the bad taste moment at the end. When the worlds yeah. are emerging and the Twin Towers get replaced by the blown up ones. And you're like, oh, geez. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't <make> too well. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, Daisy gets captured. And then so the evil guy is King Koopa. And he's a dude that wants, he uses de-evolution as a weapon. And he makes these things called Goombas. So he can take like a human looking dinosaur. Because remember, the dinosaurs are human looking. And except when they're not. And this is why. He, de- he like sticks their head in a de-evolution chamber and then they come out as Goombas. But Goombas are not mushroom. They are little, they're big, beefy men with tiny, little, gross heads. And what else? So Koopa, he's, he wants, he wants the MacGuffin magical necklace that Daisy owns. And if it's, it's a piece of the meteor. And for some reason, if the tiny piece touches the meteor, the worlds will merge. And then, for some reason, King Koopa will then own all the worlds. So that's like the nefarious plot. And so Mario and Luigi have adventures all throughout the weird cyberpunk bizarro dinosaur in New York City until they get Daisy. And, oh, yeah, Daisy's like a mushroom lady? Because there's a mushroom. It's a mushroom kingdom. Yeah. And there's fungus everywhere. Mm. And her dad was a mushroom man, but then he became, he got de-evolved into just like, fungus everywhere a giant testicle <laughs> and yeah and, and the center yep. point is a giant testicle thing that is the dad and she's actually a mushroom lady uh and and but he's like but she a, doesn't look he's, gross like all the other weird dinosaur people she looks normal i guess well everyone looks kind of normal everyone yeah. looks normal except for when they're not mm. um yeah so then, i assume that she was a dinosaur lady as well that yeah. like just her father got further devolved beyond like just dinosaur level back to like fungus level that's, which, I which, which I, I was no 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 because i was i was thinking like well that's that's stupid because that's not the order of evolution but it's actually they're, I I th- they're just supposed to be separate right i think just, <laughs> don't I mean, don't count these, on this movie to have any kind of scientific relevance they're literally I mean, evolving these, and de-evolving single organisms which is maybe the dumbest thing that, about this movie in a mm-hmm. movie full of dumb things yeah, yeah. Oh, they yeah. said he was like a mushroom or something because he turned into a fungus and the fungus is what was all over the city. So I thought it was because it was the mushroom kingdom so that he he didn't evolve from dinosaurs. He was some other strain. Yes, Except that he, Daisy he evolved from came fungus. from an egg. So Yeah, Daisy's clearly a dinosaur came, person. Oh. So but she's what his the child. F- yeah, I don't Okay, know. wait. <laughs> I have I actually I, I I think I summarized the movie though, right? Uh yeah. they fight Koopa, he like he he they dies. Koopa, they, and then and then uh, and then they they get they get returned to their dimension. But Daisy has to stay behind because it's like actually mm-hmm. her home. And a lot of people get then, murdered. In the I guess some people get murdered, and then at the very end, they're like hanging out in Brooklyn, and then Daisy comes back with like a Ghostbusters gun, and she's like, "Let's go on another adventure, sequel time." No, and do you know what that was, fucking gun is? What? It's the SNES uh, light gun. 
oh, that's sick. what that is. It's okay. like the the cannon, the light cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I used to play also, with that. <laughs> super yeah, scope. That's what it was, I just right? remember. Yeah, it's a super scope. The stupidest thing was like all of their computers. Instead of using a mouse, they use a light gun. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, yeah. fucking amazing. <laughs> so, the, oh, Jesus. The shit. other thing I want to point out about this movie is that, like, if you were to think about like a Super Mario movie, you would probably picture like I don't know, colorful, cartoony, playful vibe and aesthetic. But what you get in this was actually a gross, grimy, fungusy gross aesthetic with some urban cyberpunk dystopian like elements on top of it so we actually get a gritty grimy dystopia movie yeah not a cartoony cutesy or at least like whimsical i guess whimsical but like not in the mario way like it's dark (laughs) the only whimsy comes from just how bad and dumb the writing is like the setting and the visual of it is so antithetic yeah. to the to the like tone of so, the like, script like it, it's but did like, you notice it's completely incomprehensible did yeah. you notice like the like extreme bizarre like clashing between what you were seeing on screen and the music that was playing the music that was playing was so lighthearted and goofy and like boop 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 and you're just like what the fuck like who scored this like oh that was that was uh, Alan Silvestri who also did Back to the Future oh wow Alan Silvestri did this yeah he did like the, the Avengers well wow. <laughs> well I mean there's some parts of it too that was just like you know Hollywood blockbuster music sounding and it, it's just baffling it's like it it doesn't like. It's like it's every single person tasked with making a thing didn't know or talk to everybody else that was making a thing, and they oh all boy. tried their best. You just described the making of this movie. Oh, great. Good to know. <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> the behind-the-scenes making of this movie is so amazing. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, it turns okay. out that... Uh, it it was a fucking disaster. Let's talk about fun subplots that go nowhere. <laughs> My favorite uh, wait. one. Did you know that Toad was the like uh, guitar guy who got who turned into a Goomba? Yeah. The, I didn't like. <laughs> they call him Toad. Yeah. They call him Toad. Yeah. yeah. And she, but like, like he didn't even wear like a. To save him because he got lit on fire. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> when he's introduced, he explains so much of the plot to you. Mm-hmm. Like he just like walks up and he's like, "Got a guitar." He's like, "Here's the plot. Here's the plot." And I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And there like, were a lot of those in this movie. Where they get like, arrested? Really yeah, like, ham-fisted <laughs> exposition dumps. Right. My favorite part of the movie was two thirds into the movie when they finally stopped telling you that they were in the dinosaur dimension created by a meteor running into the Earth 45 million years ago. Because, like, they just had to keep on saying that over and over and over again and reminding you in case you forgot the last time they told you mm-hmm. two minutes ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just read one of my notes. <laughs> the dialogue with Spike and whoever is just so shitty. Next line. Luigi talks like he has brain damage. <laughs> Mario wants to kill the Scapelli family. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is this is my favorite scene for the whole movie too. Is that like okay towards the end of the movie, the worlds merge because they put the crystal in the doohickey, right? But for some reason, only Mario and the big bad guy get teleported into the real world. 
but uh and i guess he's got a couple of guns with him so he fires his laser gun at the like evil corporation guy and like oh, yeah. eventually kills him and everyone's like yeah <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> yeah you, like pick up the monkey and walk away with him you're like wouldn't <laughs> yeah. everyone be horrified well, I yeah, said right. the same exact thing. You just watched a human get turned into a chimp before your eyes. <laughs> he fired a laser gun. just like, this <laughs> is so fun. Funny. His goons are like, what? Why are you a monkey? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so much of this movie was baffling. Like yeah. the fact that uh, like Mario and Luigi went on a double date and the... I don't know if any of you noticed the incredibly creepy, like how incredibly creepy Mario was, where he was like eating pasta. There was one point where he was eating pasta and there was just like slurping mouth noises. <laughs> he was like grinning so fucking creepily. It was like, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? He loves pasta, man. He loves it. He's a Mario. He Mario invented ASMR. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like the part of the movie that deserves the most discussion is just the writing, like top to bottom. Mm. And my favorite part about that, or my the favorite th- like recurring trope, is just how basically like being arrested or under guard is basically the honor system in this movie. Because like if you're under guard or whatnot, and then you just sort of like turn and walk away, nobody's gonna stop you. It's like you know, over and over again, people were captured, and then as soon as like you know, like there's like you know a light in the sky or something. Boop, they just walk away. Everybody's free. Mm. It's like playing a game of tag or something, you know? I guess that's what happened when you're like evil dystopian mega government. Like your foot soldiers are de-evolved into brainless thugs that love dancing. Maybe that's I mean, the... there was so much weird about this movie that, and the world. That... Like the, do you, the, the old lady with the gun, like yeah. the fact that they come up uh-huh. to an old lady and then she pulls a gun on them. In this that might have been my movie. favorite part of the whole yeah. movie, actually. And then she like it was very surprising. And, like shoots a guy in a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wait, and then the lady just like the huge lady just like jumps away like with those goofy boots. I was like, what the fuck? And she's a thwomp. The yeah. boots are thwomp boots. She's she's uh, mm. she's Big Bertha. Uh, you know she's yeah. she's there, man. Yeah, I fucking love that, that dance party scene when they're in the weird sex club and like. Oh my god! When he tries to yeah. like when he like licks her tits. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. That was he was trying case. to like, like eat. She's got the eat necklace, the... right? The, the big yeah. MacGuffin is the necklace. The MacGuffin. Right? So Big Bertha takes a necklace and she's like a bouncer at this weird sex club, and like. <laughs> Mario seduces her with and, oh my god the line there is so great she like punches him when he tries to hit on her and then he oh goes up to her god. again and he's like hit me again and she's like dance with me I'll hit you as much as I want <laughs> and then they start sexy dancing it's yeah great. and he like so she like pulls him in and like he just like puts his face in her cleavage and like uses his mouth to like chomp down on it. And he's like licking and shit. It's fucking wild, man. <laughs> like oh. seeing this as a grown man, my brain was reeling knowing that children were watching this. I, as a child, watched this horrifying mess. This did this something PG to my brain. Thirteen. I think it was PG. It had to have been right. Maybe it's G. There's, I don't know. Maybe they swear right. in this. So the one thing I wanted to go back to was that elevator scene where they got a bunch of Goombas dancing. Mm-hmm. What was the point of that? He's like, I've got an idea. 
Let's get the Goombas dancing. I think the idea was that they couldn't get around them because they're like, I don't know. The elevator scene made no sense. Like they got in the elevator. They didn't go around the Goombas <laughs> at the end either. It's like they got the Goombas dancing and then down. they just climbed up like where they were off the top of the elevator, which they could have done from the very beginning, but they decided to get a bunch of Goombas dancing first. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, like, about, like, an hour into this movie, not even, no, 45 minutes into this movie, I set the playback speed to 2x, and then, (laughs) even then, at about, like, three-fourths of the way, I was just, like, skipping ahead and being like, okay, what's happening now? What's happening now? Because I could not, I could not stand this movie. Oh my god. There's this movie is an hour and like 50 minutes long. Yeah. There are so many scenes where they just take so long. And I'm just like, come on, come on, let's move it along. Let's move it along. <laughs> yeah, but then there's great ones like where Mario busts his girlfriend out and like all of the weird late women that were captured. Like <laughs> there was like this bizarre five minute segment where they just all like talk weird Brooklyn slang and they're like, Hey, what for Brooklyn? You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? Yeah. It's just yeah. incredible. It's amazing. Exactly. And then, like, bust a hole in a wall and, like, ride a mattress down a weird ice slide and use icicles to kill people. <laughs> I don't. Oh. Oh, and Mario's like... sacred tools that are, like, passed down from generation to generation. He just kind of, like, throws them away. <laughs> like, a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's that's maybe the funniest part of this whole thing is, like, they're pl- like someone heard that they're right when they're writing the script like oh mario's plumbers right we got to make plumbing a very important part of the script and should have it show oh. up as an important plot point of mechanic I mean, in mechanic in multiple scenes the amount of like heroic plumbing that happens in this movie is bananas like when the 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 dino like uh pit or whatever in the beginning of the movie gets flooded and Daisy's like, Oh no, like my life's work is going up. And they're like, we need to save this. And they want him to do some plumbing. And I'm like, what the fuck even? <laughs> so what you're saying is that this is basically the plumber's equivalent of the Shawshank redemption for accounting, mm-hmm. where accounting is the solution to all the problems in the Shawshank redemption. Yeah. I mean, I haven't sense. seen that movie in a long time. I didn't realize. I thought I thought the solution in the Shawshank Redemption was use a spoon to dig a tunnel behind a poster. Uh, it was a it was a rock hammer. Oh yeah, sorry. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, seen the Shawshank Redemption like fifty times. I love that movie. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. It's just been a long time. So yeah, the one thing that, that really strikes me about this movie, and it's, it, we're hitting on it with the plumber thing, which by the way, they even like are constantly referred to by the antagonists as plumbers. They're like, oh, yeah. those plumbers, <laughs> we're looking for plumbers. And that was like, it, 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 as if that was the most important thing about who Mario and Luigi are. Yeah, like they look at them and they're like, oh, they're the plumbers. And I'm like, how the fuck would you even know? <laughs> he looks at so, his tools. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they could be anyone. He could be a carpenter with those tools. Like, it's, Yeah, I know. Yeah. In 1992, I'm going to say, when this movie was probably conceived, what did we know about Mario at that time, point in time? Right, had Mario Super Mario World had come out on the SNES, but not Mario 64, which was a 1996 movie, or movie game. So, <laughs> wait, Mario, Super Mario World had come out at this point? Oh yeah, because Yoshi's yes. in, is in this. Yoshi's in it, right? Mm. So this is this that was the most recent Mario movie. So at this point, Mario was still a basically personality-free pixel guy right they didn't add that like that like oh it's the me mario like that like there had that been like cartoons. personality right oh maybe at this point i think there had been some cartoons television show 
yeah, there yeah. was a whole television yeah, show. Yeah, Mario the, Super the Show. The wrestler guy? The Super Mario Brothers mm-hmm. show? Swing your arms from side <laughs> to side. Come Mario. on, it's time to go do the Mario. <laughs> I saw very little of that show, sadly. I really wanted to. I just never could find it on TV as a kid. Mm. Oh, I watched so much. But, like, it. I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I'm assuming that some exec looked at a bunch of, like, buzzwords about Mario and then just whatever the hell popped into their brain and they were probably on drugs is, like, what they did right mm. like it's a mario movie so they have to be italian plumbers we're gonna riff on that and make them from brooklyn but they're italian plumbers they have to rescue a princess there are dinosaurs in the mario universe and uh there's a mushroom kingdom yeah i mean the movie practically writes itself exactly right and it's exactly <laughs> what we got <laughs> like in so in like behind the scenes stuff like <laughs> Like, this was, like, the... It started off as, like, uh, the brainchild of some guy... What is it? Like, Joffy or something? Uh, somehow he got the rights to Super Mario to make a movie for, like, mad cheap. Like, he went and, like, talked to Nintendo. And I don't... I can't remember how he convinced them. Like, he, he had a script or something, and, like, they were just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, sounds cool. And he's like, you can have like all this input and stuff, and they're like, no, we don't want any part of this. Just like, they were like the super, they were like the Mario brand's strong enough on its own. So they literally were just like, let's just see what happens. That was like literally how they they were just like, let's see what they do. Like they didn't give zero shits. They they never gave any feedback or anything for the entire production. Well, this That's isn't the same thing as like the Zelda CDI stuff, right? Like, or maybe that was before. So you know, they, hadn't quite learned, they hadn't quite learned their lesson. What were you saying? It's it's from around the same time. Yeah, I was going to say a similar thing where like they weirdly Nintendo just didn't give a shit about <laughs> the perception of their brands, which is very strange. You, you like you would never expect them to do something like this now. Like they actually care. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. All these things look because like, you know? it was international. Right. Like it's like, yeah. you know, celebrities putting themselves in foreign commercials like uh, tons of U.S. celebrities will do that because they don't want to like damage their brand in like the u.s but they'll just be in some shitty coffee commercial in thailand or whatever and just make a bunch Hmm. of money (laughs) i think the funny thing is is that i i don't it doesn't really seem like this movie did damage the mario brand like it was weird and baffling but like maybe maybe in the moment in the short term but mario was fucking huge for forever i mean it was it was huge then and it was huge a few years later you know 1996 mario 64 came out Mm -hmm. no one was there like i'm not gonna buy this game because that was a bad movie I don't know, but can you think of any instances where, like, a bad movie adaptation killed a video game? Well, or, I mean, I guess other media, maybe. Because video games in particular, like, I can't think of any particular movies that killed them. We'll see if uh, yeah. Song of Ice and Fire is any good. I mean, it's yeah. probably never going to come out, but <laughs> that one's in progress, uh, I guess. Prince of Persia, maybe? Uh, that, I think, I don't, I think that yeah. was just coincidental, but they basically yeah. stopped making Prince of Persia games after the movie. Mm. I feel like... It- video games are kind of like insulated from that from like movies in a weird way where it's like if the movie's bad it doesn't really affect video games at all because it's like so much like of a different production system. <laughs> unless it's like a weird resident evil situation where like the movies become their own thing and then yeah after a certain point some of the movie stuff leaks its way back into the video games and it just gets really <laughs> stupid it's great resident evil's great and all the movies are fantastic 
But so. now it sounds like the Resident Evil stuff is actually going the other way, where, like, they're ending the movie stuff, and now the video game stuff is actually, like, the movie stuff is going to be much closer to the video games. Because it sounds like more of the people who worked on the video games are going to be involved in the production. Like, it almost sounds like like Resident Evil, like, in a similar way as, like, Mario, where they kind of, like, handed it off, and they were just kind of like, yeah, do the thing. And then, like, they just... <laughs> I think this movie, like Mario, is in a weird spot because, like, Resident Evil, the first movie, was relatively well-received when it yeah, first came out. It was fine, yeah. People were kind of like, really hey, they were like, oh, video game movies can be okay. This one, I feel like it was so bad that people just immediately just forgot about it or, like, didn't think about it and were just like, it's dead to me. Like, that's why it didn't <laughs> affect it in any way because, like, yeah. it was, like, if it was, like, if it was, like, okay or like middling it might have actually i think done it more harm well i feel because, like everybody mm. involved just wanted to like wash their hands of it and like yeah, never mention like, it again and just not right be it disappeared yeah it's probably also just because it was like clearly not the canonical characters it was like a riff on them it was, it was like a separate universe separate story mm. right it, it was to so different it. yeah you can't look at them and be like oh this is the same thing <laughs> Yoshi is the worst one of them all. It's just it's it's like, oh, this really gross, realistic looking tiny uh, dinosaur. Yeah. It gets did stabbed. Not, did not like that. It gets stabbed. Yeah, that's right. And then like, like straight up stabbed. And then Daisy just yanks the dagger out and they're like, you're all better. And Yoshi's like, yeah, Rrr. it's fine. And it's a, it's a family pet. Yoshi. <laughs> the thing just looks so miserable. It looks like it might like somehow be like set to it almost. I don't know. It's got some look in its eye, but it's just like a horrifying, terrible creature. Mm. I, I don't love it. I don't like it at all. Yeah, man, that was still in the era. I don't know if you know if you ever paid attention to Super Mario World. This is kind of an aside, but like Mario punches the back of Yoshi's head to make Yoshi do the like mm-hmm. tongue thing mm. in Super Mario World. Like he is. I mean, he constantly sacrifices Yoshi all the time. He jumps over pits and then leaps off of him, shooting Yoshi down into the pit. Yeah, and yeah. Mario you. just continues on. You're telling Mario to do that. Yeah. That's on you. You're doing. <laughs> but you, you, you are Mario. So Mario is doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yoshi wasn't like a sentient. Really considered, I think, a sentient character. Well, the, I mean, Yoshi and had a, a family home and a house and a sign, right? And a family, mm. but um, still was more like a steed until like Yoshi's Island came out, and then Yoshi was yeah. like a real character. Super Smash like, Brothers. Yeah, and Happy Yoshi's <laughs> Yoshi's story <laughs> in like. Oh, I don't God. know, but this movie when it when it got made, like they had a script, and then like they went and they got like a bunch of funding and stuff, and supposedly things started to go downhill when they brought on Disney. Started to go downhill because it sounds like from the get go, the idea was to make a more like adult like movie. They were looking at like <laughs> Ninja Turtles, and also like they were inspired by Ghostbusters, where it was like an adult kind of comedy thing mm-hmm. uh but they wanted to do like you know dystopian stuff so they built all the sets and stuff but then they brought on disney and then disney was kind of like this isn't like the kids movie or whatever and so they're like, like we need to make this for babies make it for babies now well so what happened is like like they had the production companies they had like the other people and then like the directors and stuff all of them were like doing rewrites and so they all had like people doing rewrites and so it was like being rewritten like daily. And so the 
people like making the sets and stuff didn't know what they were making anymore because nothing was set in stone and was changing constantly. The actors didn't know what they were doing because they didn't know what the characters were anymore. And like uh, Bob Hoskins and like John Lugazamo were like, I guess they were just like drinking in the morning <laughs> and between takes and they weren't reading the scripts because by the time they would go to like do things, they were being handed new scripts. There was a thing where, uh, Dennis Hopper, uh, he, he <laughs> went on a tirade for like 45 minutes straight on the two directors, like the co-directors. Like he was just like so pissed about the shitty, like nightmare that was this movie. And <laughs> wow. I've just I've... like railed into them for 45 minutes. It's fucking great. Cause uh, he channeled that into some pretty amazing, like villain acting. You know, he was actually pretty great. I'm assuming that that's the guy who played Cooper, right? Yeah. 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 He was actually, I mean, aside from the terrible fucking writing, yeah. like he was great. He was really <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. I was actually I had... very interested anytime he was on screen. There's, there's a lot of interesting things. <laughs> Let me read you two of my notes right here. Koopa being rapey. Yeah. Koopa being rapey more. Yeah. It was really scary. So, you know, it was really uncomfortable. The whole thing. Yeah, to have a rapey Koopa in yeah. a Mario. So, just movie. having read the Wikipedia article, I feel like there's a couple of casting notes that are definitely worth bringing up here. So, first off, with regards to uh, the role of Koopa, they had approached Arnold Schwarzenegger and Michael Keaton first. What? Oh dear! Sounds like they had no idea who they wanted. And shocking, <laughs> they just wanted. I think they were like at the beginning, they were just attaching yeah. big names to yeah, it before power. they even had stuff like. Oh yes, that was like but, but, very nice. But here's my right? favorite note yeah. about the casting: Tom Hanks was considered for the role of Luigi, but a string of recent base off box office yes. failures dropped him from consideration. So Tom Hanks was not good enough Whoa! for the Super Mario Bros. movie. Was this That's pre amazing. Forrest Gump? Did Probably. Forrest Gump not come out yet? It must have been. It can't have been. Wow. Like, this Forrest Gump was like a smash hit. <laughs> what if this movie, like, because, Cultural. like, he, it was like between this and Forrest Gump? <laughs> it's like the split in the timeline. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Forrest Gump was 94. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. The timeline. The timeline wow, works. Wow, 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 wow. What a bullet miss. <laughs> Wait, so is this like, so like, uh, like it, the Matrix, right? Because it was supposed to be mm-hmm. uh, Will Smith, but then he wanted to do... Uh, <laughs> wild, 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 wild West. That Wild Wild West. That's right. I forgot about that. A meteor hit the Earth and split it into two different dimensions, one of which Tom Hanks played Luigi. It's just like Kazama was Forrest Gump. <laughs> it left oh, us like a box of chocolates. Hell. <laughs> oh my god. That's great. That's amazing. So let's talk about some what positive else? things. I liked uh, how much effort was put into fleshing out this dystopian world. I liked all of the weird downtrodden people. <laughs> this set's really nice. I like the idea that the cars were in a power grid, like weird trains or go-karts. Yeah, they were electric. But they could also yeah. drive without having those, like, you know, two electrodes attached to anything. So, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was... <laughs> Batteries back. Well, the, when they went off They're the power grid, you know. My favorite single scene in the movie 
was when the taxi car was like trying to stop from the babam, and there's like a quick cut of a different car that has like a fucking skeleton on the front of it, <laughs> like he had hit a guy and let it fully decompose, and there's still clothes <laughs> on it. So it was just like a skeleton on the front of the car, like bones and all, with clothes hanging off of the bones. How long were you driving this car for? Years? You didn't clean the skeleton off the front of your car? Every morning he came up and got to his car and looked at it. He's like, I'm not cleaning that today. Maybe tomorrow. Two years later, he's like, I guess it's just going to be there now. This is my life now. The classic classic approach to problems. Who would get in that text? <laughs> Only oh, hardcore people. Is that a skeleton on the front of your car? Oh, my God. Fuck yeah, get in. <laughs> also, the other best scene in the movie, when the villainous woman, who apparently doesn't have magical powers enough to stick the rock into the stone, who is she? In my notes, the entire movie, I'm like, who is this? It's like, what is no, her name? It's like Koopa's who is she? Like, I don't know, Koopa's fanboy. I, yeah, I, 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 I wrote know. it as Koopa's side piece. Yeah, <laughs> she like apparently has enough like weird dictatorial authority to order the cops around, but also not enough to get arrested by them. I don't really get it. Did she have a name? Not that I ever Lena? saw. I think it was Lena. I think it was Lena. Lena? That sounds right. Anyway. Yeah, she plugs the magic rock into the giant meteor and fucking gets blasted into the wall and turns into a skeleton. <laughs> that is, and then they do a that is amazing. They do a close up on her skeleton face and the jar goes <laughs> and like opens up. <laughs> 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 that was a, that was incredible. Like the like blast into the wall and turns yeah. into a skeleton embedded in the wall. The best part she, about she that being became a fossil. during the emotional moment at the end where Luigi's like he's he's kissing Daisy goodbye. Like the skeletons <laughs> in the background just going like <laughs> good continuity direction, I guess. It's just, she's she's still there, but my god, what a horrible end to that to that woman. She does have a sort of like uh Indiana Jones type quality to it. Yeah. Oh man, here's a here's a note. Dinosaur song. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, that, that's the one of the fucking dinosaur song? As a child, the dinosaur song. Maybe they played it on the radio, or like I heard it in fucking like like a skateboarding. There was no way that was on the radio or something. Like, dude, that's a popular song. Yeah, that's a popular. super fucking popular song. The version of the movie is a cover. The version of the movie is the cover of the original. Uh, the one that oh. movie featured George Clinton, and the <laughs> George Clinton was definitely not in the original song. Oh, <laughs> whoa! What? All right, that makes a lot more sense because I like remember that song. I remember that part of the movie, and I remember hearing that song multiple times. Like as a young child what? being like, yeah, the dinosaur song. Also, I love dinosaurs as a kid. I want to be a paleontologist. Uh, that worked out. Yeah. No. I mean, the thing that shocks me is that as bad as the movie is, I can't bring myself to hate it. And I remember thinking it was okay as a kid, you know? Like, I think a lot of it just sort of like went over my head. But I was like, ooh, special effects, flashy, bright lights. Eh, good enough. Hmm. I think that's why, like, if if it had just, like, been named, like, super cool guys, you know, like, and I saw it as a kid, I probably would have been, like, more into it. Like, because I've been like, wow, this is really weird. Like, the whole world is weird. There's a mushroom kingdom? Like, that's so strange. Like, you know, but because it's, like, I'm, like, I was came in expecting it to have to be this one thing and, like, have to do with uh, the Mario Brothers, like, and the fact that it's, it like takes some things and like just does the weirdest shit with all of the lore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like the it, jump it, boots. Those is the yeah, the jump boots. 
But I remember as a kid being like, those are cool. But then like I would think about it and I'm like, but Mario doesn't have jump boots because he can just jump. And I'm like, like my like it would clash with my brain, like the knowledge that I had versus what this was telling me. It was like competing. Like it was like, this is kind of neat, but it, it's fucking up this other thing that is sitting in my brain. Like they can't exist Does in the same space. Does anyone remember how the movie was marketed? Because like I feel like that had to be a very unique challenge. I vaguely remember seeing commercials on TV. And like they had the movie posters because they already had the hero shot of the two Mm -hmm. of them with the boots on, and they had like the shitty overalls, and they both had. I love the fact that they're just like, okay, it's time to change into different clothes while we're infiltrating a building. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I really think it was marketed pretty much like Ninja Turtles was, which was just like a live action kind of gritty kids movie. God, the first Ninja Turtles, as just as an aside, was so fucking good. I know it looks good. It is good. It's really violent. It's awesome. I don't know. I love it. And then the second one just fucks it off. Yeah, it's really bad. (laughs) But I mean, like, that's why, like, I think when I saw this movie, like, my, I think as a kid, like, I kind of accepted it because I kind of was like, oh, I guess this is like what a movie version of things are, you know? (laughs) Mm. And like, because like in the 90s, it turns out that's kind of what it was. Like this is a like a nineties bizarro adaptation of things. Well, did you see the nineties Mortal Kombat? I think I might have seen that like either around the same time or before it. Like I did I think I, I just expected it to be it, like that. Like that. I'm like, yeah. These characters don't look like they do in the video game. It's stupid. Why is yeah, why is Guy all tiny and also French? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, the adaptations are just like garbage and very nineties versions. Mm-hmm. Like someone did a bunch of cocaine and then made a version of it. <laughs> I don't and know. Yeah, I guess what happened. This this one's especially baffling though because it seemed it felt like somebody had something that they really wanted to say, like they really had this great it story and vision, but they like were trying so hard to cram it into the context of a Super Mario movie. Like they wanted right. to talk about you know the the <clears throat> common man sticking up for himself against the evil mega corporations or whatever. But like, no, this is Mario. This is Super Mario. This is not the time or place. And it's stupid. And also, like, you're—I don't know if it's just the constant like meddling from a hundred different parties or whatever. But yeah, I it's mean, just like, they had so many different writers. So poorly made, <laughs> written, I guess. That the the actual, all of the individual pieces of it are like disturbingly high yeah. quality. Like this, the, the like visual effects. I thought this this is this is another interesting topic. I actually really liked it. I love the crazy like transition from the real world to the to the dinosaur world. Yeah, it world. was weird. Like they had this really cool like the dispersion effect. Like I'm guessing that's digital. Uh, oh, like, right. where they like, like, yeah, it's like they like turn into particles Thanos, and stuff. The th- Thanos snap. Yeah, the by Thanos snap. Like that. Like it was it just looked <laughs> good. It it still looked good by today's standards. I thought that looked really nice. Uh, there's some obvious green screen nonsense like that could be cleaned up modern day but like everything else looked great um the ripley the ripley portal between the dimensions is kind of interesting for like a 90s like screen 3d screensaver kind of look yeah but then of course the rest of it was practical effects it ended up looking great and they always look great yeah the cars all this the little i love the the car the police cars that have a fucking cow catcher on the front for some reason yeah Why? yeah <laughs> I mean, like, that's that's what, like, I, I was watching it, like, especially in HD, I'm like, everything looks really good. Like, it like it looks like a 
a well, like everything is well produced. Like, and there's a lot of craft mm. and stuff. Like you looked at it and you're like, this doesn't fail because it's like low budget garbage. It fails. It fails because of like just the the like brain thoughts that went into putting like that went into this. Were bad. It felt like it, it, yeah. it failed because yeah. the script was written by playing a very long game of telephone. Yeah. But the crazy thing is, like you know, in like the article that I was reading, like they they said that like you know the problem started you know when Disney got involved way like you know later on before like when they started like start started to shoot. But that means all the sets and stuff had already been made. So like that, like crazy New York dystopian city, all the cars and stuff had already been made. Mm. So like those bad decisions were clearly like yeah. already made. Yeah. And they thought those were the good decisions. Well, they're like having read <laughs> those some, were bad. I, so I was like, going to say, having read through some of the Wikipedia article, there were some sort of interesting ideas that definitely didn't make it to the screen. Like, apparently, they had the idea that fossil fuels were sacred since, you know, at the time, fossil fuels were thought to be, you know, dinosaurs liquefied or whatnot. And so that was the reason why the cars were running off of an electric grid instead of, like, internal combustion. But, of course, that made it nowhere in the movie whatsoever. But it's an interesting idea. (laughs) Well, they could have just had Toad say another three lines of exposition about it, right? (laughs) <laughs> I know. Or just have um, the fucking Koopa stare at the camera for five minutes and monologue his plan to destroy like, evil humans or whatever. Like, oh my god, just stop. <laughs> but even that, it's like, okay, that is a neat idea. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck is it in this movie? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like, Does that need to be in this movie? Like, yeah, like from from the get go, like you're starting at a stupid place, <laughs> mm-hmm. like. Yeah, oh, I, I also love this is another thing that I like. I like the costume design a lot, excluding Luigi Mario. Um, there's a lot of spikes. There's a lot of spikes. Lot of, like, there's a lot of latex like, spikes. Weird Lots of nods leather, to the original designs, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like like the spikes look a lot like like they're like big pyramidy spikes that look mm-hmm. a lot like from the game mm-hmm. stuff like that. We had those cool Gestapo outfits on the Goombas <laughs> and. But um, yeah, Mario and Luigi's are over, like like they they yeah they, somehow they, they fucked that up. They fucked that up. Like like they they end up looking like their characters in the video games, right? Like green and blue, red overall type things. Except they're not overalls. They're jumpsuits with the overall yeah. pattern like painted on. Yeah. Why? It is amazing. <laughs> like it's, you got so many uh... things. Like you just you're fucking god. They just have wear overalls. I don't know. Why couldn't? Yeah, that could have just been their costumes the entire time. Yeah, they could have just been a, they could have just been wearing blue overalls is, with a green shirt and a red shirt. Literally the whole movie. The they're plumbers. Mario, That's though. what they're supposed to look like. Yeah, yeah. Luigi is technically <laughs> you know an what? apprentice. That's the interesting tidbit that I learned. Oh, He's boy. apprenticing. There's one line about that later when they were getting arrested. Yeah, he was like. That's the reason he couldn't fix yeah. the leak in the archaeological dig site at the very beginning. He had to run all the yeah. way to Mario. The like. The the trope that like right at the beginning you learn about the fucking like alternate dimension from Luigi sitting there watching TV and the TV show just tells you about like the mysterious world about this alternate dimension that is like they it's stupid because they just fucking told you in like the intro with like the like pixel art and stuff that this is a thing. And then they cut to Luigi sitting there 
And then this other guy is telling you about this. And it's like, what uh, What the fuck is going on? Never have we been so talked down to yeah. by a movie. It's it's uh, it's kind of infuriating. I was still cooking One during thing... the intro part. And I was like, wow, this is... I'm glad I'm not paying full attention to this. But eventually, I, I paid full attention to it and was surely rewarded. However, those dinosaurs from the very first scene, my goodness, did they look terrible. Yeah, uh, yeah it's real bad pixel art. <laughs> it was like someone who's never done pixel art before. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't even it wasn't even like video gamey pixel art. It was just like, yeah, just, just, just like, here's the paint a high res animation and pixels, right? Like high res, like in comparison to like 16 mm-hmm. bit. Well, it's clearly like another which game. always looks terrible. Right? They're like, all right, we need to make it look like yeah, a video, video game. Games, video games got pixels, right? They, all right. They got just pixels. Got, like, pixels. Put pixels in it. And some guy isn't told the whole thing. They just like make a shitty dinosaur animation, but make it pixely. And he just like, fucking okay. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, what is this for? And they're like, I don't know. It's just do dinosaurs. What's the dialogue? Like, okay. We'll and he goes out. home, right. cashes. Cashes it's his for check. a kid's movie? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes home, yeah, cashes his check, uh, pays off his mortgage, plays catch with his son, and forgets he ever did it. All right. Yeah. I got I got a good thing right here. Okay. <laughs> Everybody go in order and say your favorite thing that you liked about the movie and the thing that you hate the most about the movie. I'm going to start with Andrew. <laughs> All right. Great. Wait, do you want favorite first or least favorite you first? You can pick. Dealer's choice. All right. Uh, okay. My favorite part of the movie was definitely the club scene. With the dance that we already talked about, and just the music, like the '90s music, there is just like so great. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's drinking the song those before. weird drinks, and like the evil villainess takes like a shot of something with like a weird lizard in it. Like, and, she's like, yeah. and, and the lizard screams. <laughs> it's like really the lizard. snake screams while she's drinking it. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It's alive. It's like in whatever booze they got. I don't know. Oh, jeez. All right, and then my least favorite part of the movie. Well, in general, the fact that like. There were a bunch of like jokes that were quote unquote jokes that ne- that didn't land and they were just not funny. <laughs> One of which, I guess, this was supposed to be a joke, but like when they're getting booked at the police station, he's like, "My name's Mario. First name Mario. Last name Mario. He's Luigi Mario." So like they're trying to explain that they're dude, the Mario brothers because it's their last shit, name too. That shit's Why? fucking hilarious. Why? No, that dude. Was I remember hilarious. watching it as a kid and like having an aneurysm. Being like, <laughs> what in the fuck on. is happening? Like, they're just baffled by it. The police officer, and he's like, how many Marios are there between you? And he's like, three Marios. Three Marios. <laughs> what is also wild about that scene is the fact that the cop is sitting there and there's just some woman like sitting there, like rubbing him with her foot <laughs> and she's like laying on it. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, it's what like the a weird fuck stiletto. is this? Yeah, he's getting a weird neck yeah. massage. Like, so strange oh my god uh, well andy man. go for it what do you what do you got show me what you got all right my favorite thing f- fuck i i don't even <laughs> i think my favorite thing is like the heroic plumbing <laughs> which is just like <laughs> as a concept is bananas like plum heroically well, it's got the like music to weird... it though they're going for it dude he's like yeah yeah they're gonna fix it they're gonna save the archaeological dig those dinosaur bones are getting ruined by water for some reason yeah <laughs> and the thing i hate the most or okay so one thing that like i remember as a kid driving me nuts and it like it just like stuck in my head, my brain like a fucking splinter that I could just never figure out why they did this, which was have the bomb be yes. so fucking small. 
Like it was like this tiny little thing. Like in the games, they're huge. And I mean, like, even if like you were to like make it smaller, like you would make it like, I don't know, like the size of a bowling ball or something, you know, like, but it's, it's, it's so fucking tiny. Why? What good is a bomb that is and so also, fucking small? And also everyone's completely terrified of it. Like, oh my God, I'm a bomb, run away. And it detonates directly underneath. Yeah, and when it, it goes off, fine. like, yeah, it's still like a tiny, like little explosion because it's so fucking small. <laughs> Ah, it drove me nuts. Like as a little kid, I was like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> so did stupid!" You, did you notice the the bomb had yes. Reebok feet, not shoes? Uh, yes. But his feet were Reebok. I did notice that Why? just today. I was like, "What? <laughs> Why? What the hell? Did Reebok pay for that?" <laughs> I don't even know. Oh my god! It's prime ad space. The bottom of a bomb's foot. So it's a shot right at the finale, right there at the end there. That's yeah. where the real money is to be made in the Super Mario Brothers movie cross-marketing. All right, Brendan, go. You're up. God, I don't even know. Uh, I think, I guess you could say... Could just be my one favorite thing you thing, liked and one thing you didn't like. Well, that'd be your favorite. Something I, yeah, something I liked, I guess, was like the chemistry between Mario and Luigi. Like They had two pretty distinct personalities that worked well together. Mm-hmm. Um, it still baffles me that they made Mario this sort of like macho bravado guy, but I guess it kind of worked in the end. He actually kind of softens up and becomes more playful in the end, mm. and Luigi becomes more, I guess, confident, right? But Luigi's always the one that comes up with weird ideas and just does them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was pretty cool. <laughs> My least favorite thing of the movie is like the uh, just the randomness of the editing and. The, the like there's like these these mayhem scenes where i have literally no idea why a million cars are crashing into each other other than the fact that i'm watching it happen on the screen like i mean if the, that one scene where there's like the pile up isn't it because like the lady gets electrocuted and then hit by a car or something and the cars pile up or some shit yeah she um I, but big, she's totally fine yeah. big bertha shows up and throws her off the edge and then no towards the end there's oh, okay. what's her face gets different? electrocuted and you know it just affects her hair oh. she's perfectly fine aside from that maybe it weakens her her hit points are low so she gets thrown at the wall and gets disintegrated later <laughs> but that's actually one of the scenes i'm talking about other than like the random cars smashing in each other like was there any setup at all that there was electricity underneath because she falls off and then she's getting electrocuted and i'm like oh okay i guess there's an electrocution net underneath the bridge like mm. that's just that shit just happens. Like, there's so many points in this movie where I'm just like, things are happening, and I don't. And know I have why. no idea why. This movie is just a series of events yes. that are chained together. Having now seen this two times, uh, my understanding is that it was the electrical grid that the cars were running along. Yeah, like uh, the thing that the overhead things using, attached to. Okay, using their like go kart power. That's never explained. There's like one little quick shot. I don't know. It's dumb. It's really stupid. To go off of uh, Brendan's least favorite part of the movie, I liked the car scenes uh, because they were just mindless fun. Um, and the practical effects were, you know, neat, like where they had one car on top of another car driving around like they made no sense. And, you know, there was just sort of like random violence, like, oh, yeah, the two cars shooting at each other. And then he hits the brakes and then they shoot at each other and blow each other up, despite the fact that all the bullets they put in the car didn't do anything but yeah i don't know the, the cars looked fun all the sparks going out for the front of them the sort of like you know whatnot i enjoyed that um my least favorite part uh was definitely the writing through and throughout 
Um, I mean, there's just like all of these scenes, some of which we've talked about. One that comes to mind, though, is remember at the very beginning of the movie when they're going through the portal to the alternate dimension, they have to jump across a chasm in order to, you know, not fall to their deaths in the water below. And then at the very mm-hmm. end of the movie, when they're going back into the other one, they just sort of yeah, walk out. they just walk out. Because, like, if they'd done that, they both would have plummeted to their deaths immediately afterward. Yep. So... I thought about that. So maybe, like, all of the women that left earlier right. fell to their deaths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe. So that they just stepped over okay. the bodies. They filled the chasm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Problem solved. What about you? My favorite is the ice toboggan <laughs> scene. Uh, and the, the like, weird New york attitude beforehand i loved it i loved every minute of that it was perfect <laughs> so great 90s new york <laughs> new york there's so much new york accent in it i loved i loved everything about all of the new yorkness of that uh, my least favorite thing is that authentic to your new york experience like <laughs> 100% true i also took ice toboggan with dinosaurs when i was living in new york city I can I can second that uh-huh. as someone who still lives in New York City. Hey, I'm the only I'm the only one here who lived in Brooklyn. Lived right? in Brooklyn. <laughs> That's true. Um, my least favorite. <laughs> but Ford actually works for the Scapellis, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she has a vendetta against the Mario Brothers. We <laughs> kill those fucking Mario Brothers. Fucking Mario Brothers. Fucking <laughs> um, <laughs> plumbers. Yeah, that was another like weirdly disconnected subplot, right? Like they hate the corporation. I guess it was like the whole point of that subplot was just so that Murray and Luigi or Luigi and Daisy could meet and have something in common, I guess. I don't know. Um, they both fucking hate who him. fucking who even fucking knows <laughs> they needed to give Mario someone to hate because yeah. he like, is a man who needs to hate. Oh, full of hate man. <laughs> he is driven by by rage. <laughs> going to clock some people with that wrench. Take him out. <laughs> Least favorite part of the movie god um yeah i'm gonna have to go with the writing on that one everything else was so fun there were some scenes that were like genuinely interesting to watch i got a i actually had a big belly laugh when the woman got vaporized um and turning oh yeah i did too i just i just started laughing and controlling it was so good it was so perfect um, and when she like slams into the wall and then like yeah. is just like embedded in the wall as a like bones is <laughs> I'm also really good. curious what her like, plan was the entire time. It's like, I'm going to stick the thing in and I'm going to cause the dimensions to merge. And that's going to mean that yeah. I am in control of everything now, I guess. So you, you feel like there's the intent is that she's some complicated villain with like a lot going on, but it's just incomprehensible and stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Like the rest of the movie, it doesn't make any sense in it. It is awful. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense because, like, at least Koopa's plan is he wants to merge the world and then he's going to, like, take over, like, the human world Mm -hmm. using his de evolution guns that he's developed. He's going to turn everyone back into monkeys and then he's going to, like, have control of all our resources. Those de evolution guns are going to be so much more effective than conventional firearms, like, automatic weapons and whatnot oh yeah yeah and the fa- and they're like they're like flame ball guns which don't even hurt Google. i guess those were supposed to be like for the fire flower like that like it's a mario game movie it needs to have fireballs mm. yeah i that's kind of what i assume i feel like they just had they... like a list of all the things in mario brothers they're like fireballs mushrooms Goombas. it was probably even just like an asset list it was probably just like like literally an asset list not even like something made for a movie it's just this is i mean like they probably were handed the instruction manual to a mario game yeah 
Remember what, what games what had I those? What I assume happened was somebody took mushrooms and then played Super Mario's. <laughs> and then he, while still on shrooms, he did a bunch of cocaine and he relayed <laughs> all the information that is in like what is in Mario to someone else. And then that person gave everyone the list of what needed to be in the movie. So he's like, so this guy who's on drugs, he told me that there's uh, a mushroom kingdom. There's so there's plumbers, fungus, fungus everywhere. There was there was there were fireballs being launched by maybe people or maybe like rocket launchers. I'm I'm not really too certain about that. There were fireballs somewhere and dinosaurs. They could jump shit tons of dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Well, uh, yeah, so I've got another point. idea yeah. on how this might have been written. So what if instead there were a bunch of political prisoners that were trapped in the writers' room, and their only way to try to get help is to send out coded messages in the script for the movie. Oh my God! You're blowing this wide open. We well, have to go watch this movie and, and they're dead now. Yeah, analyze like, every skeleton every... in front of the. What, what's the orientation yeah. of the arms? Do they spell out a time? Go back to those Reebok feet. Reebok means something. Yeah, it definitely means something. Gotta... Or the idiots that got like brain turned into like super smart people, but like they were just as incompetent. <laughs> Still fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> but they did. Well, see, the one best part about that was that when they got made smart, they learned to hate the government. Yeah, I know. That was pretty funny. <laughs> they, they became like they they became like progressives. <laughs> Good for you. Let me read uh, this this uh, paragraph from the article about the behind the scenes. This gives you a picture of what the production was like. Toward the end of the allotted 10-week shoot, it was clear that there was still a lot more work needed to be done, uh, but money was running out. A planned finale on the Brooklyn Bridge, bridge laden with special effects, would have have to be scuppered? What a weird word. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to wrap the movie, but our producers determined that we still had two and a half, or two and a half to three weeks of shooting to do, said Mathis. The directors were thanked and told, you can leave now. We're going to make the rest of the movie without you. At that point, it was abundantly clear things had gotten out of control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't they didn't they film the like the finale part in New York City was in like literally just like a random spot on the East River. Like I don't know. Yeah. It was like completely unremarkable. It was like yeah. in a park. Also, I think the directors were locked out of the editing room. So, Ooh, wow. <laughs> like they showed up and the doors were locked and they were like, okay. All right. Jesus. Oh, also, the directors shot scenes with like strippers and stuff <laughs> that ended up getting edited out because strippers. <laughs> I mean, wow. So that's amazing. What the hell? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wonder what the director's cut would have been like. There was Fucking, one quick shot uh, towards the beginning where they like showed something with like XXX like nudes on the on the didn't say nudes, but like they, they showed like some smutty bar, like clearly porno theater or something like uh, <laughs> in there. So like maybe that's just, that, maybe that's that's just pre that's just pre Giuliani New York. You just couldn't avoid that stuff <laughs> yeah. back then. <laughs> right. No, this was in the dino. World. Thanks, Giuliani. Yeah, oh, Juni- really, Giuliani also had a turn for Giuliani. In I wonder, world. Do you think that lady with her her like stiletto sticking into the frame was like a like a holdover from the deleted stripper scene? Oh, maybe. That sounds amazing. Maybe Wait, it was like mean? so like, like in the cow there, there was that part. Booked. Like this, the they're getting booked. Oh, no, first... You can see you can see her whole body. Wait, really? Yeah, I, I don't remember. I just thought like the like a fishnet stock. Yeah, like... no, you can just 
You could just see her like sitting there, like just like leaning against the wall, like and like rubbing him with her foot. Oh, wow. It's just you. The thing is, like, there's so much crazy shit in this movie that like that you just like washes over you. You don't even recognize it as being strange. You're just like, sure, there's just like a lady like rubbing this cop there. Because I, I, I like stopped it and looked at it and my like I was just like, wow, <laughs> like, I almost missed this somehow. What a shame that would have been. <laughs> That's another. I may rewatch this like, movie. The, like horrible part where they're like getting booked by the cops, and they're like, it looks like they're going to shoot them in the head, and they're like legitimately terrified that they're going to fucking oh, yeah. die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like they like point these like lasers in their forehead. They're like, we're going to fucking die, and it's like so bleak. And it just turns out to be a picture. Like, lol. <laughs> like this one yeah, again. Like, la 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 la. I thought that was really funny. I was like, <laughs> wow. So bleak. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It's just crazy that they pitched to like Nintendo that they wanted to make a more adult, edgier movie. Do you think they pitched that to Nintendo? And do you think, or do you think they just I'm, like, man, we're gonna make a Mario movie? No, because like the guy, like Joffy, like that's what he said he wanted to do from the beginning. Mm. Uh, let's see. Was it the first yeah. like video game movie? Oh, geez, I don't know. We'll have to look. So this is 93, right? I, I would imagine the Street Fighter came yeah. out before this, right? Ooh, Street Fighter could have, but I don't think so. I don't necessarily think so. They came around around the same time. Yeah, Street Fighter's 94. 94. Ah. Because uh-huh. video games by that time were still pretty goddamn new, right? Like, I mean, Mario came out in yeah. 85 or 86, so they'd have been around for eight years by then. I mean, and Mario were... was the only big one by then, really. I mean, video games did exist before <laughs> the 8-bit era, just like we were too young. Well, yeah, Hollywood does pong (laughs) (laughs) yeah it looks like super mario brothers was the first one and there was a double dragon movie sometime after that yeah it came out like a month before street fighter 94 look at that with a worldwide box office of four million dollars and a rotten tomato (laughs) score that is somehow uh just barely above half that of super mario bros oh no there's a max Payne movie with mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Yes, there oh, is. No. Yeah, there I gotta is. Watch that. <laughs> oh no. We found we found the premise for the podcast now. We started at the beginning of this list and now we're gonna go through all of them. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> wait, wait, oh my god. I just I'm sorry, looking through a list of all the video game movies. There's a House of the Dead movie. Do you remember that? It has it has like scenes from the, the arcade shitty game? arcade game in the movie. Like No, it's like screen caps of the existed. video game in the movie. It's really bad. Um sorry, I'm getting off topic. Let me read to you. So I found uh what um this guy Joffy uh had had pitched to Nintendo. Uh Joffy had told Nintendo he won't he wouldn't do a sweet little lovey dovey story. He wanted a wider audience than kids. Joffy wanted to do with Super Mario Bros what Burton had done for superheroes with Batman. He wanted to redefine the characters for young adults. Alright, well if you listen to that and you're like, holy shit, the Michael Keaton Batman movie from the nineties was sick. Yeah. So if you're going to make a sick Michael Keaton Batman movie, but with Mario, okay, maybe. <laughs> yeah, like your brain still goes. Mm. So I mean, like, I can kind of see how this happened. Because like, you look at this and you go, I, I get, I, okay. Like, I see how you did, your brain went here. I, I guess Nintendo has no one to blame but themselves. And everyone involved in the movie. Oh, uh, where, where is, where is, uh, I, I have, uh, a, uh, quote from Miyamoto oh yeah he said uh they never phoned up to complain they were very polite Nintendo 
Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto said, In the end, it was a very fun project that they put a lot of effort into. The one thing that I still have some regrets about is that the movie may have tried to get a little too close to what the Mario Bros. video games were. And in that sense, it became a movie that was about a video game rather than being an entertaining movie in and of itself. Which is an insane thing to say to me. Like, to me, that sounds crazy <laughs> what he just said. Is he saying that the that the movies were too close to what the games were trying to do? I think he's saying and that, that like, they should have like been fun in themselves. Game, like them talking about a video game in the abstract sense, right? I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> that is a crazy thing what he said. The, well, the movie went out of its way to make very specific nods to the video game, which may have broken the like, yeah, I don't know. But that was the only built. shit that tied it to a video game. If you didn't have that stuff, what even fucking was this? That's probably what he's trying to say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's like, maybe they just should have made a movie, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Miyamoto. <laughs> like watching the 1989 Batman trailer and puts this movie in a lot of context. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Wow. All right. I get it. Like you can see like the logical leap between the two. You're like, oh, oh. The, like the thing is you watch it and like it's so 90s. Like there's so much like 90s to it that like, yeah. What a ma- <laughs> what a magical time our childhood. It truly was. was. Big fan. <laughs> it's uh, it really goes to show though that like, like you, you can make these sort of exec level decisions but without the involvement of someone who intimately knows like the thing that's being done about so like in this case like video games and mario like no one in that process seemed to like been able to capture what exactly is truly like the essence of what mario could be that could be then translated to some gritty adult whatever Mm -hmm. I think it's also a bit of an inspiring story because it, you know, says that you don't really need to know what you're doing to get tens of millions of dollars to throw away. You know, I mean, I've known that for a while. Well, that was the nineties. (laughs) 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 Maybe it's still now. I don't know. The thing is, like, I, I don't, I don't know if it's like a failing of like people not knowing the product well enough because I feel like it was more of that their goal was like faulty from the start, like Mario. I I just don't think Mario can be a gritty young adult story. Mario and if you knew Mario, dystopian like horrifying future. Yeah, you not. (laughs) Yeah, that's just not what Mario is. So like, bad idea. That's kind of what that's kind of what I'm saying though. Like, if you, I mean, yeah, maybe I said the thing. Maybe I I theorized that you could translate Mario if you knew its essence. But right, if someone who really truly knew Mario's essence would probably yeah reject the very premise and and redirect it to something else you mm. know? yeah which is why like i say N- nintendo kind of did this thing. they would have they, that was the option that was the opportunity I, right there mm. yeah like they they chose this guy for this reason and then they got this and they were like oh this is bad part of me <laughs> wondering whether or not you know mario is really a property that lends itself well to any sort of movie regardless of whether or not you want it to make it dark but no and I mean, I, my leaning is saying, no, it's not. But the closest thing I can think of is I remember as a kid, there's a Super Mario Brothers comic of all things. And I remember really liking it. Um, and, mm. you know, I'm thinking like, 
There was there was like a a show that was just mm-hmm. an animation that was like based off of the Super Mario World um that didn't have the live action stuff. It was just a like animated and that was fun. Like I liked that as a kid. Uh and I think we'll find out in 2022 when Illumination Studios is 3D animated Super Mario Brothers movie comes out. I didn't know that was happening. Yeah. Wow. Shigeru I feel like I have a brain damage or something because i can't say his name today well, in your defense you did reason. just watch the super uh, mario bros movie so yeah i did feel like that gave like, me permanent brain damage <laughs> miyamoto miyamoto fuck christ miyamoto uh, miyamoto he's, it's uh, a tomato <laughs> he, he's a a producer on the movie so like he's going to be like directly involved and good to hear he's, yeah i don't know was he involved with uh the detective pikachu stuff because i thought well, he's not really Pikachu was good yeah but like he's he not wasn't really dude he wasn't he didn't invent pokemon so no i, I don't think mm. so i was just curious because like if or he was he? involved in some way maybe he then would have some experience with movies but i don't know if he's like him being attached doesn't mean much like if he's never been involved with a movie you know so here's my take just don't make oh, these boy. adaptations just make something different in the same spirit. You want a good Indiana Jones video game? You got Uncharted. They did the same. They did Indiana Jones in a video game. You don't got to do it that way. Just make something new. Make something new that's inspired by the thing that you like. Don't just turn the thing that you like into a new fucking thing. This sucks and I hate it. But what it. about the money, though? That's what they want. They want the fucking money. <laughs> but isn't there like an Indiana Jones like point and click adventure There's game? There's probably that's tons really of them good? and they're all shit. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. Right. But there's always that's my I mean, closing I, thoughts. I, I, that's a, I tend to agree. Who wants to agree? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is like the third time that Brandon's been like, "Hey, time, you assholes! Time, fucking time!" And I'm like, "I feel like we have infinite time for Mario, <laughs> just for you, Mario." He says, and then looks at his editing. editing Hell, this could be a two-part out. episode, really. You know. Oh, I mean, we could always talk about Detective Pikachu and Sonic and stuff in the future. That'd I wanted great. to, but then yeah. once I saw this movie, I was like, oh, we have enough. This is, this is a whole episode, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Why don't we take a break? Let's I'll take a break. break. All right. Yeah, let's do it. This is perfect. I love it. Boom, ba bam, bam, boom, bam. We're just going. The Korean cat video YouTube channel. Ha ha ha. Um, (laughs) It's great. It's a mixture. I don't know. So, like, basically, this dude who presumably works or lives at like a Korean fish farm, like, just takes videos of his cats and of him building things for his cats. Some of the videos are just a man like putting wood together and there's like a cat in the background and some of them are a cat trying to like get a fish that's under a piece of ice and it's uh there's no dialogue there's subtitles that are in korean but it's wonderful 
and you don't need to understand what's going on. It's just very pleasant, and it's a nice break for your day. Check it out. Ha ha ha. All right, and yeah, Andy, you have to put the link in the description, otherwise people will not be able to find this at all. No, they won't. <laughs> Please. I, I link the thing and duplicate not... don't. <laughs> Listen, look for it. Duplicate don't. <laughs> uh, I can go next. No. Uh, I'm, an... I'm going. I'm doing it. I, I refuse to listen to you. Ah! <laughs> no, um, I'm going to recommend check out Disc Golf. Uh, I no. played a I played a, a good amount of it um, over the past couple of weeks. Uh, I was upstate, um, you know, for the last two months to see like friends and family over the holidays, but uh, COVID got really scary, so I kind of started. I, I hibernated basically all of January. Mm. Like no one I no one that I knew got got it. We didn't spread it to each other or anything, but you know, the Christmas spike caused it to uh, caused us to need, need to be a little little wary about getting indoors with friends and family. So get together with my best friend still we went and st- we started playing some disc golf together in the areas in the in the places that were available near near there and uh it was actually a lot of fun um they're very they're specialized little discs so they're like smaller than normal frisbees and there's like they're set up in parks around at least where we are so i recommend you could probably check out wherever you live there's probably at least a couple ones you know within like a semi-short drive from where you are uh if you have any kind of parks near you and yeah like the the hole is like a kind of like this like cage thing it's like it's like on a post and there's like a platform like kind of a bucket and then like chains and the chains are really good at like absorbing the frisbee when they hit it like from the side and then just kind of fall into the bucket and that's how you win um uh, each of the discs has like stats like there's like a four number stat for each disc that like tells you it's sort of like distance it's curve it's level and something else i don't i'm not an expert but it's got this like interesting nerdy number crunching thing that you could do um you know i just have like a like a decent like a, like a putter and a long range thrower if video so games have taught me anything using, always choose the crazy. disc with the highest top speed mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so when we were we were there, uh, we were doing this. Um... <laughs> Take off people's head. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you win. You kill your opponents. Apparently, people get really into this because while me and my buddy were taking, we were we we were doing this like course that was basically you do the same. Uh, it's like a loop, and you do it twice, and you you do the same nine holes twice, but from two different starting points to get eighteen holes. So we were gonna do our second half. So we were just kind of hanging out, taking a break, eating a, eating a snack. And this like tech bro type dude like comes by himself to the course. He's like yammering on his phone about some shit and he's wearing this backpack and the backpack has a special section for his discs. And he had like dozens of these discs in this big cylinder that was like as wide as his entire backpack and he's like trundling along. So he had like so many different options for whatever thing. So he's just like yammering on his phone. He like takes a disc out, throws it walks away continues the hole and me and my what friend the were fuck? just who was that man with all the discs <laughs> he's he's a hero he's got no time the, the her- heroic disc tech bro yeah do you think that was he's like he's like boy. doing like billable hours like yeah <laughs> he's probably his calls he's he's probably like some engineering manager or something he doesn't have to like do code he just has to you know wrangle people he's just Doing meetings, throwing discs, <laughs> making that, making that green. Anyways, yeah, it's a, it's actually a While fairly easy green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
<laughs> it's a fairly easy hobby to get into, a fairly easy activity. You could buy like two or three discs. You know, each one costs 10, 15 bucks, depending on how good they are, I guess. I don't know. Do you have a set of discs now? Are you a disc man? I have two discs, yeah. Cool. I have a long I have a long long range and a putter. Cool. I make it like down, one more. The only downside is that like you can't during COVID you can't do the traditional way of ending the game is by uh mouth kissing your opponent. <laughs> I didn't realize no one told me yeah, about that oops. part. It's a traditional oh. disc golf ending of the game. <laughs> mouth kissing, you full said. Full on mouth yeah. kissing. It's different than full on. You, you gotta kiss each cheek, <laughs> left and right. Some people try to get away with with on the cheek. No, that's why they specify yeah. on the mouth. You get slapped. Yeah, You're allowed to slap your opponent if they hit you on the cheek. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it, it's a uh, like penalty warranting offense if you don't do it in a competitive scene. Mm-hmm. You add a stroke to your your mm-hmm. score. Damn. Yep. Okay, I will go next. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to recommend these Zoom chocolate making classes from a company called Z Chocolato Fudge San Francisco Company. You can find them at it's Z C I O C C O L A T O dot com. Uh, you buy the class and you get they ship you like everything you need to like melt and make like tempered chocolate and they have like special like their proprietary like peanut butter mixture and then some caramel and then some nuts and stuff and some oreos and then they'll walk you through like you and whoever you want to take the class with like we did it with uh, my wife's parents and her sister so we all were on a zoom class together and they walk you through how to make chocolate stuff and it's fun and it's delicious and it's a good way to kill friday night cool so do it with your friends and family do it with your office or whatever could be a good gift if you wanted to give your all of your family members gift yeah and then take it together i actually may steal that and do that cool (laughs) i can go next um so I'm going to recommend a company called Gustin, I think. Um, they have a website, wheregustin, G-U-S-T-I-N.com. Um, and it's basically a clothing um, sort of company. And I typically don't have too many fancy clothes, although admittedly, like the people who are recording this with me can only ever see like the top of my shirt. But hey, I'm actually wearing a shirt from them right now. So I like the color. Um, but like the way that it works is that they have different sort of like, you know, models as it were on offer jeans with a particular cut and from a particular cloth and then they basically solicit funding are they cut down the uh, side yeah. <laughs> how high up the are slit? they assless mm. and crotchless can we, go, can we <laughs> yes. go all the way up can we get a slit right up to the way the yeah. only <laughs> those, those are my things i want them like that I want them slit right the only limits are your so imagination the... and the designs that they offer yeah. which probably do not line up with your imagination unfortunately um <laughs> with scissors you can create true. your imagination um, anyway uh but basically like they have something on offer and they will basically like run a campaign for that particular pair of jeans and you know you can you know pledge them out it's kind of like sort of like a crowdsourcing type thing and then as soon as enough people sort of like you know fund it they'll 
go into production and then they'll sell it. But like they don't, they never just have something that you can just order. You have to sort of like go into one of these campaigns and then wait for the production run. Um, so it's also significantly more expensive than, you know, sort of like most of the jeans that I wear otherwise, but they're much fancier and neater looking. Um, mm. I just, you know, I've got a pair of jeans from them that has like, you know, it has a lot of red coloring to them. And I just got a pair like a week ago, which has a bunch of green coloring to them. But like, yeah, they're more expensive than regular jeans. So I only bring them out for fancy occasions. So anyway, check them out. Uh, uh, we alluded to it a little bit, but I'm going to recommend um, watching footage of the Zelda CDI games. They're just so baffling and bad, uh, particularly like <laughs> Zelda, the Wand of Gamelon. There's actually a run of it at um, the last uh, GDQ Awesome Games Done Quick 2021. Uh, so you can probably just search that on YouTube. Just the script and the voice acting and the animation is just so <laughs> bizarre. Tremendously terrible. It's, worth... it's, it's all great. I can't wait to bomb yeah. some Dodongos. Some yeah, actual line exactly. From, from <laughs> Zelda CD action. Little taste, little tidbit. Yeah, that's like that's like the intro cutscene of the game. By the way, it just gets it's just like more of the same shit. It's not like there's you know most things. It's like oh, it's funny. Well, the one funny meme from this game, like no, <laughs> the entire thing is bad. The meme factory, <laughs> pretty much, or yeah. just a badness factory. All of the above. Yeah, it was both. If you've ever seen something <laughs> this, that looks really shitty is, and it's Zelda related, you're like, that's probably from that video game. Uh huh. I've seen it, I've seen some of them before. Is yeah. that the Excuse Me Princess? Is that from no, the no. TV show? Right? Or is that from the TV, show, the, the right? TV show? I couldn't remember. They changed Link to be a, a brunette as well, which is weird. Yeah. Um, man, that show is just terrible. Excuse me, princess. <laughs> that was so weirdly timed. <laughs> Uh, yeah i'm sort of stunned actually <laughs> there's a great compilation of every time they use that catchphrase from the show if you look it up on youtube it's worth it's worth checking out just watch like 30 seconds of it because it, it gets very tiring <laughs> very quickly yeah it sounds terrible yeah. sounds like a bad time yeah more more artifacts of the time when nintendo didn't give a shit about its flagship franchises for whatever but they reason. licensed out to a quality breakfast cereal Wait, there was, in exactly. fact, a like Nintendo breakfast cereal. It was two separate pouch- pouches. One was Mario yeah. Brothers breakfast cereal, and one was Legend of Zelda breakfast cereal. That's right. <laughs> they couldn't even commit to one franchise back then. There was there were uh, Super Mario McDonald's toys, weren't there? Yeah, probably. Yeah. There's definitely Sonic ones. <laughs> You're typing. Furious typing. <laughs> like, eBay. eBay bid on all of them. Time fact check. Because I yeah, know I, I, I had sure some. I had some too. I don't remember if it was McDonald's. All right, all right, it was definitely on. some sort of like Happy Meal promotion from oh a fast food chain. There's a 1990 commercial for this Super oh Mario Brothers Happy Meal. Oh, God. No, Super I'm not remembering the commercial for like Mario. the um, breakfast cereal. Nintendo. Wow, it's a cereal now. Oh. This thumbnail is just <laughs> fucked. <laughs> is that Grimace? Yeah. It is. Ronald is apparently magic, and he can summon a, a Happy Meal above his head to hit it, and hit cheeseburgers come out. <laughs> yes, these are the ones I had. I had, I had the the Goomba, I had the Luigi, didn't have the Koopa. Hey, are we waiting yeah. on anyone else to check this out? Nope, that's no, it. We did it. We made it to the end of the podcast, and now we can <laughs> say where people can find us. Great. You can find me on Twitter. 
I'm at a Mindler. Where can people find you guys? You can find me on Twitter. Also, I'm at the Brendo. I'm on Twitter at Heckbringer. I'm on Twitter at Radhesion. Also, SoundCloud.com slash Adhesion and Adhesion.BandCamp.com. You get in contact with all of us at Red, Team Red Mars on Twitter, RedMars.com and RedMars.itch.io. Go find us. Say hi or don't. <laughs> and uh, music in this podcast is done by Andrew Ford and editing of this episode was by Andy Mindler. Yep. I think. Yay. Yes. Yes. That's it. We did it. We made it to the end of the Super Mario Brothers super episode. I'm going to go watch it again right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> going to go. All right. Well, let's end this episode. Thank you for listening, everyone. And thank you guys for being here. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs>